3: From around the world, this is the Mutual
4: Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an
5: adult. People, like stars, are entitled to eclipse. All is well, provided the light returns and the eclipse does not become endless night. Dawn and resurrection are synonymous. The reappearance of the light is the same as the survival of the soul.
1: Chatterbox Audio Theater presents The Dead Girl, an original production written by Kyle Hatley. Episode 1, Welcome to Bloody Springs.
0: feel like a werewolf. Something is happening inside of me. I can feel it growing, changing. Whatever I was is dying. Whatever I am becoming is new and terrifying. My peers tell me to read the Bible to find the answers to all the questions that are burning me from within. But the pages of the Bible don't satisfy me. They are the old message, the old words. Something new is coming. And it will change everything. New things, you see, seem to carry with them a sense of violation, a sense of sacrilege. What is dead is held sacred, and what is new is evil, dangerous, and subversive. The new is coming. Enter. You, uh, you wanted to see me, Father Vinci?
6: Yes. Sit down. You were not at Mass this morning, Father Hugh. I am concerned. Well, I wasn't feeling well. You uh, you were not feeling well. No, sir, I was not. So, uh, so you haven't heard. Heard what, sir? The altar, our altar. It was vandalized last evening. The crucifix was ripped from the wall and the Christ was unbolted from the cross and he is missing, gone. Christ is missing, Father Hugh. <laughs> is that funny to you? Uh,
0: no, no, it's just uh, what you said. Christ is missing. It it just sounds funny.
6: Well, this is not a funny matter, Father Hugh. Our altar was desecrated in church property of the most valuable kind, mind you, is missing. Does that sound funny? No, sir. It, it does not. And yesterday? Yes, sir. You were not at Mass yesterday. Were you not feeling well then? Uh, uh, no, sir. And the day before that? Sir, Father Hugh, you have not been at Mass in four days. If you are ill, then so be it. But if you are not ill, if there is some other excuse, I am happy to hear it. I'm all ears. Sir, uh, Do you know Father Eric? He's new, a transfer from Houston. Have you had the pleasure of meeting uh, no, him? No, sir, not yet. Yes, well, he came to me this morning with some rather unfortunate news about an encounter he had with you last evening. He felt rather embarrassed, but obligated, of course, to speak to me about it. Do you know the encounter of which I speak? No, sir. Upon hearing what he referred to as a loud crash outside the rectory, he threw on some clothes to investigate, and he found you, Father Hugh. He found you drunk. Stumbling drunk, as he put it. Your hands, he said, were bleeding. Your hands, he said, were black and blue and bleeding. Curious, don't you think, Father Hugh? I I don't know what... Did you vandalize our altar, Father Hugh? What? What? No. Do you remember anything from last evening, Father Hugh? Or were you so drunk, so stumbling drunk, that last night was a a blackout for you, Father Hugh? sir, I... Do you remember anything, Father Hugh? No, sir. So, you very well may have vandalized our altar. Sir, that's impossible. How, Father Hugh, how is that impossible? How could you know, Father Hugh? You just told me you don't remember anything last evening. What is this? What? This... Meeting? No, this this inquisition, this interrogation. This is me holding power over you, Father Hugh, power you have no control over. No book, no miracle can sway me into being submissive about this ridiculous, trashy behavior of yours. Unbelievable. I understand you have a history, Father Hugh. I understand that I am not the first of many of your superiors to have dealt with your <clears throat> problem. Problems, I should say. What problems? Why do you drink, Father Hugh? I, I don't know. One does not forgo their responsibilities, their sacred dedication to Christ, by replacing it with drink unless something is wrong, unless something is missing. How is your faith these days, Father Hugh? My faith? Sir? Yes, Father Hugh, your faith. How is your faith? It's It's waning, sir. Why, Father Hugh, why is it waning? Why? Yes, Why? One's faith does not just wane, not without reason or reasons, Father Hugh. One does not just lose faith unless one has cause. What is your cause? I
0: don't know,
6: sir. Let me see your hands. Sir? Your hands. Let me see your hands. Remove the bandages. What in God's name? What have you done to yourself, Father Hugh? I'm... Not sure. Father Hugh, did you vandalize our altar? No, no, sir. Then I, I, why are your hands torn up this way? I, I don't, I, I really don't know, sir. You don't know? Very well. <clears throat> you will be reassigned temporarily. Jesus Christ. That is exactly what I'm talking about. He'll make it difficult to like you, Father Hugh. And as eager as I was to bring you here, despite your repulsive history of drinking, smoking, cursing, lashing out at your superiors and your complete loss of respect and faith for our Father and his Son and the Holy Trinity, I was eager to bring you here because I thought there was something left in you. It appears, and I am admitting now to myself, that I was wrong. You may pack your things and go. You can't do this. Oh, yes, I can. See, Father... I'm the first bishop to have had you in on his parish, and I have ranking power you can't touch, not even a celebrity like you. St. Andrews is tired of you. That
0: that is an unfair thing to say.
6: Is it? Why are you still a priest? The people, sir. The people? Do you mean the ministry work? Not not exactly. What do you mean, then?
0: I give them hope, sir. They look to me for guidance. They... They trust me, sir. I I find it meaningful.
6: It is meaningful. But it is only of meaning, Father Hugh, when it comes from a place of faith. And since yours is waning, as you put it, it is not meaningful. I'm, I'm, I'm going through
0: a rough time, Father Finchie.
6: Father Hugh, the world is going through a rough time. It is not in a priest's interest to go through a rough time. As I said, you will be reassigned temporarily. Where? Bloody Springs, Louisiana. There is a parish there in need, Father Hugh. Their attendance is dropping due to particular circumstances, and Father Roche, an old student of mine, stands alone in representation. He needs a hand. Bloody
0: Springs?
6: It's small, remote, used to be quite a religious community, Catholics mostly, of course. Over the years, though, the sheep have wandered off the pasture. It's quiet there you'll have ample time to think, reflect. You'll have plenty of time to get yourself together, Father Hugh. And if you do just that, if you use this time appropriately, away from the booze, I have no doubt your faith will blossom after three months in that place. I have no doubt. Yes, sir. Sir,
0: what circumstances?
6: You understand, Father Hugh? Uh, You understand my dilemma with you, Three years ago, I took you in here at St. Andrews, disregarding a number of warnings I received from a number of my peers. They all said you were a lost cause. They all said you were an empty vessel. But as I said, I did not believe that, Father Hugh. What I did believe and still do believe is that you indulge yourself with fear and self-pity. Two things, Father Hugh, that can easily be remedied. God has a way of weeding, trifling things out, and so I believe he will weed them out of you. The relocation will do you well, Father Hugh. It will do us all well. A number of your fellow clergymen here don't trust you. And now with this altar incident, well, all fingers are pointing at you, Father Hugh. Look, sir, I I did not do... If you did not vandalize our altar, then who did? You get my point? Yes. You may go. I will have the paperwork done before noon. You leave tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock... Be sure you are awake.
0: Yes, sir. Mobile, Alabama has a way of casting mirages in front of anyone who gets lost. Maybe it's the name, Mobile. It suggests you are to go somewhere, but there you stay. Mobile, (laughs) There are books about me, about my experiences, actually. Father Vinci brought me to St. Andrews, like most of my former parishes, in order to exploit my experiences. You see, I became something of an icon and something of a fool. Winter in Mobile is a mirage, too. It pretends to be something that it's not. Here, when it blows, it's cold as hell, and you are not where you imagined you were. Father Vinci, he scared me in there. Probably because he's right, and if he takes this away from me, he'll take the only thing I have, my identity. I was born on April 1st, 1957. My name is Hugh Brooks. Almighty Father, grant to these servants of yours the dignity of priesthood. Or, I was born on June 7th, 1980. My name is Father Hugh Brooks. Renew within them the spirit of holiness. I have two different birthdays. One, the former, was when I was born into this world. The other, The latter was when I was born into the service of God and Christ. As co-workers with the order of bishops, may they be faithful to the ministry. I am an orphan, and I grew up in a Catholic church in the south side of Chicago. The orphanage burnt down in 1967, leaving no documentation and thus no traceable lineage. I am lost. I am a priest. May they be faithful to the ministry that they receive from you, Lord God, and be to others a model of right conduct. And I feel like a werewolf. The next day, I wake up, brush my teeth, and pack my toothbrush into one large duffel bag along with my wardrobe, and I wait. Silence. It's a frightening noise. The only audible indication of time itself. In silence, you can actually hear time passing. You can actually hear yourself getting older, decaying. In silence, it's clear to me that we answer to only one God Time. Father Hugh? Yeah. I'm, uh. I'm Father Eric.
4: From. Uh, from the other night. What are you doing here? Uh, Father Vinci, he. He asked me to drive you to Bloody Springs. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. What's that, your penance for ratting me out? You were drunk and screaming, Father Hugh, and I... I had to do something. I mean, you were bleeding, Father Hugh. Your hands were covered in blood. Yeah, so I noticed. I was, uh, I was only concerned.
0: How thoughtful of you. You don't have very many things, huh? I don't need things to define who I am, kid. Can I help you with your bags? Sure. Here. I just
4: have the one. One bag? Is, is that going to be enough? I don't need much, kid. Uh, Father Eric. What's that? Not kid. Uh, please call me Father Eric. Oh. Are you sure? Positive. I, uh, I read the book. Oh? Which one? The one about you? Your work in Guatemala? I'm,
0: uh... I'm, you're kind of a hero of mine, actually. <laughs> Shit, kid. What? Look, I'm nobody's damn hero, okay? Okay. How old are you? Twenty-nine. Hmm. It's a...
4: It's a shame the Vatican denied you credit, or, um... Confirmation, rather. As a miracle. I mean, all the elements were there, You know you- what
0: you're getting yourself into? Sir? Being a priest, I mean... Um, yes, yes, I do. Do you have enough faith to make it last a lifetime, Father Eric? I'm confident that I do, yes, good, but uh be sure that you don't confuse faith with hubris, all right, kid. It's Father
4: Eric, please, okay, and I know the difference. Good for you.
0: let's go. It feels as if we've been driving for days. Perhaps it seems to be this way because Father Eric has nothing to say. I've seen young priests like Father Eric before. They're all the same. They've got a soldier-like quality to them, but he's scared. All young priests are. The oath we take, while a brave and honorable act of faith, is one that will inevitably tear at your insides, your bones, your mind, your hormones especially. We are animals, after all. We have instincts and we are instructed, conditioned to fight against them. Instincts, however, in the Catholic Church are often synonymous with the presence of demons. (laughs) Becoming a priest is a choice, like falling in love. Both are in agreement against your instincts. I feel like a werewolf, so I light a cigarette. Father Hugh. Yes? You're... You're smoking? Yes, I am.
4: Father Vinci forbids us to smoke. Does the church forbid
0: us to smoke, or does he? He He's very clear about the... Who do you take your orders from, kid? The man who signs your paychecks or the man who saves your soul? Lighten up. Don't call me kid. Hmm? I said don't call me kid. Please. It's disrespectful. (laughs) So, uh... What made you want to become a priest, Father Eric? I wanted
4: to live a life in service to God and to Christ. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Why is that funny?
0: Because it's not funny. So why are you laughing? Because it's tragic. Oh, is that so? Yes, it is tragic. Well, that's too
4: bad, you know. What is? That you don't feel the same way anymore. It's too bad. Is it? It has to come from somewhere. Where does it come from, kid? A heart, Father Hugh. It's just too bad. Yours is as empty as everyone says it is. Yeah,
0: well, all the more room to fill it up with something new, huh? New? Like what? Jesus, you really are a baby. What's
4: more important than God?
0: Being wrong about God. It's too bad. The road into Bloody Springs, Louisiana is canopied by large trees, shutting out all means of sunlight. It's so dark the automatic headlights flip on. We pass a sign covered in rust and vines. It reads, Welcome to Bloody Springs. Who names a town Bloody Springs and then lives there? The kind of people who need a God,
4: that's who. Can I ask you something? What happened to your hands? I don't know. How do you not
0: know? Have you ever been drunk before, kid? Sorry. Father Eric. Thank you. Have you? No, I have never been drunk before. Well, when you drink too much and you get drunk, your hands explode. That was a joke, kid. Call me kid again, and so help me God, I will hit you. Hey, look, look, we'll take it easy. Jesus, just, just go screw yourself. Just shut up. Will you calm down? I don't know what happened to my hands, all right? I have no idea. I got drunk. I woke up in my bed, my hands were cut up and they were bleeding, but I had nothing to do with destroying the altar, I swear to God. From what I've been hearing, that doesn't mean much to you anymore. Not like it used to. Yeah? Well, I'm not the man I used to be. Yeah, I'll say. We're here. Father Vinci sent me to this place in hopes that I would rejuvenate my faith, which is as washed out as this town appears to be. If God isn't in Mobile, why would he be in
7: Bloody Springs? You must be Father Hugh Brooks. Welcome to St. Stephen's. Oh, and you are? Father Eric, hello. Hello. uh, Come in, please. Let me show you to your room. This this, this way, please. Father, where is everyone? Hmm? Oh, yes, well, um... The evening before last, we suffered a bit of a tragedy. Uh, A young girl has been missing, and the town is... Well, the town has sort of shook up over it.
4: That's awful. What happened?
7: We don't know. We're, We're still looking for her. It's a small town, obviously, and everybody knows everybody, so it's been rather difficult, as you can imagine. I
0: feel no compassion for this town of people I've never met, for this girl who's missing. If my heart aches at all, it aches out of guilt. There's nothing genuine about my feelings anymore except that I feel hollow, and yet somehow...
7: Impenetrable. And, and here we are. We are very blessed to have you here, Father Hugh. A number of our townspeople have read the book. Please tell Father Vinci we can't thank him enough. Oh, and be sure to tell him his old student says hello. I will.
5: Father Roche! Father Roche! I found her! She's... she's dead! She's dead!
7: For heaven's sakes, Mary! Who?
5: Annabelle Sykes! Where? The river. She she drowned father she's she's got these cuts and and bruises all over her body and her hands are all torn up in her face oh it's awful it's horrible father please we have to hurry
7: okay mary okay wait wait for me outside i'll i'll be right there
5: father please i'll
7: be right there mary please wait for me outside i'm afraid i have to go is there anything we can do no not yet father hugh just make yourself at home thank you again Father Eric, it was, it, was, it was nice meeting you. Day one. I arrive at Bloody Springs
0: and there is a dead girl. The stars are brighter tonight for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm in Mayberry, if Mayberry died. Time is passing again. To drink. The only light pouring into the dark street is a bar down the road. I'm changed into normal people attire. People tend to get nervous around a priest in a bar. <laughs> Jokes start that way. This is one of those towns I noticed that have exterior design codes because all the buildings look alike. Only their marquees differentiate them. Where is everybody?
5: Hello, Father Hugh Brooks. Hello? Logic and reason, you say? Who's there? Logic and reason, Father Hugh Brooks of Guatemala. Logic and reason.
0: Who, who's there? Who are you?
5: Science without religion is pitiful, Father Hugh Brooks, as you once said. But religion without science... Now that, like the little boy in Guatemala is just goddamn blind. <laughs> uh, do,
0: do, do I know you?
5: Logic and reason, yes, Father Hugh.
0: Look, damn it, who are you?
5: Answer the question. Father Hugh Brooks, logic and reason, yes. Yes. Well you won't find that here. <laughs>
0: As the voice steps closer to me, the light from the bar reveals an old and haggard woman, skinny and hunched. A cigarette glows in front of her mouth, and smoke grays and distorts her face. Her teeth are black, and her eyes milky and gray. She, she's wearing a variety of clothes, mismatched and old, tattered and stained, a, a repulsive sight. I gather she represents the homeless population of Bloody Springs. Who are you?
5: I... And the eyes of the future, Father Hugh Brooks. <laughs> and for $20, you can know what surprise awaits you in the morning. How do you know my name? $20, Father Hugh Brooks. I,
0: I appreciate it, but no, thank you. I'd rather spend that on something useful.
5: <laughs> what I know, Father Hugh Brooks, is very useful, very
0: useful indeed. No, thank you. Good evening.
5: I hope you have sweet dreams tonight, Father Hugh Brooks. (laughs) Because when you wake up tomorrow, you'll wake up to a nightmare.
0: (laughs) A chill runs down my spine and my mouth grows dry. How did she know my name? Inside the bar, there are half a dozen men perched here and there. Aside from the jukebox, it's dead silent. What can I get for you? Uh, double whiskey. Rocks. Coming right up.
8: Getting cold out there, huh? Yeah. Temperature keeps dropping. You know, they uh, they say we're in for a record-breaking winter. Yeah. It's sort of strange for the South. Yes, it is. One whiskey double.
0: (sighs) I feel like a fucking werewolf. What's that? I, I, I said I feel like a werewolf. I was thinking that, I mean, but uh, it appears I said it out loud. I didn't mean to. <laughs> a werewolf? Yes, the, uh, the changing, you know, where the frustrations change. The metamorphosis and uh, the pain that comes with that I sort of feel like a, like a werewolf. Well, uh, you don't look like a werewolf. Well, what do I look like? A priest? <laughs> Given that option, pal, you look more like a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then again, werewolves look like anybody.
8: Then again, so do priests. True,
0: very true. What's your name? Bartender. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm genuinely interested. Uh, Bradley. Bradley McDaniel. Well, Bradley McDaniel, I would like another. Sure thing. Where is everybody tonight, Bradley?
8: Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm sure they're off seeing about the little Sykes girl.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Annabelle isn't it? Annabelle Sykes, right? Yeah. yeah, you know her? No, no, I'm new here. For a while, anyway. Some of the folks around
8: town say she ran away, that uh, her daddy was traumatizing her or something. And some say she was kidnapped by a satanic cult. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, the crazy shit this town can get bamboozled into believing doesn't surprise me anymore. Hell, I'd be willing to bet the mayor still believes in Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Santa Claus, huh? Well... I guess some folks got to have something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Monday night football and
8: women with tattoos on their ass. That's, uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, got to have
4: something.
0: Another? Yeah, sure. You know, Bradley McDaniel, you may not realize it, but uh, you and I have a lot in common.
8: Oh, how's that?
0: Well, you, uh, you tend this bar, yes? I do, and here's your double. Thank you. But you are not merely a bartender, are you? You are also an open ear. I, uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. And people admit things to you,
8: don't they? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, most of the time, sure. Now, why do you figure that is, Bradley? I don't know. Uh, sometimes people who have problems or people who, uh, you know, who feel bad about something they've done or uh, something that's been done to them, well, uh... Sometimes they just need to kill the pain, you know. So, uh, you're the painkiller? Uh, not exactly, no. Uh, alcohol is the painkiller.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. And you are the doctor?
8: Uh, yeah, I guess so. Something like that. But, uh,
0: there are only so many
8: prescriptions, you know. Not enough to cure everything. Or everybody. Well
0: said, Bradley. <laughs> well said. Let's do another. Uh you want me to just keep the bottle near you? Yeah. Sure, it's good company, bourbon. But I uh <laughs> I can't really stay long. I just needed a uh
8: a painkiller. What uh what do you do to your hands, if you don't mind me asking? Uh you know. I don't know, Bradley. I don't know. Well were you punching glass or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Well you must have been punching something. Yeah, hmm.
0: I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, you say you're new here, yeah? Yes, I am. Where from? Mobile. So, tell me about this town of yours. Well, uh, what you see is what you get, really. Is it? Well, I get Mayberry when I see this place. Black and white, still intact, no offense. (laughs) Yeah, well, I suppose it is kind of like Mayberry, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) This place is no onion, huh? What's that? No layers, I mean.
8: Oh, well, I'm, I mean, everybody's got their own secrets, you know. and Everybody's got their own skeletons, but uh, it's pretty transparent, really,
0: yeah. Well, Bradley, I feel like a werewolf. That's my oh, secret. You uh, you keep saying that. Yeah, you got any silver bullets? <laughs> I'm sure I could arrange for some. Good. Yeah. <laughs> if I start to turn, shoot me. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Okay, how much do I owe you? Fifteen. I bought the last one. That's very generous of you, Bradley. Thank you. Here's Twenty-five. Keep the change. Thank you. Uh, Look, that girl, Annabelle, you close to her?
8: Well, uh, my younger sister, she used to play with her, so yeah, kind of.
0: Well, she drowned. They found her body in the river. What? When? About six hours ago or so. Jesus
8: Christ.
0: Yeah, look, I'm really sorry to break the news to you, Bradley. No, uh, thank you, I'm...
8: I'm stuck in this bar all day, and it's been slow, as you can see, and uh, nobody's even mentioned it.
0: Well, if I ever stumble across any news, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank
8: you. Oh, uh,
0: sir, what's, uh, wh- what's your name? Father Hugh Brooks. I'm helping Roche out at St. Stephen's. Good night, Bradley. A, well, a priest? You're, you're a priest? I am a priest, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry.
8: I had, I, I had no idea. I'm sorry. Look,
0: Bradley, the only reason I knew you were a bartender was because you were standing behind a bar. What we do doesn't always mean who we are, which is why people drink. Night, Bradley. I'm dreaming. My nose is bleeding. It's it's running warm and leaking into my mouth and I taste salt. There's a a throbbing in both my hands. My nose it won't stop bleeding and my my hands won't stop aching. I, I'm freezing. I, I hear someone speaking. Who's there?
3: Father Hugh.
0: It's a female's voice. It's a little girl's voice.
3: They tried to kill me, but it won't happen. He won't let it happen.
0: Who's there? I'm standing in a thick white fog, and I, I hear the sound of water, a, a river somewhere up ahead.
3: They tried to, Father Hugh, but they failed. They will all fail.
0: Who who are you?
3: You know who I am, Father How Hugh. How do you know
0: my name? Where, where are you? I, I scramble to get my bearings, but, but I can't see anything. The ground is muddy. I'm I'm slipping everywhere
3: I step. I'm right here. I'm here with Father Bobby, your friends. The friends you let die. He's holding my hands. Can't you see us? Mommy. Bobby. Bobby! Father, Bobby wants me to tell you that he's not angry with you anymore. That you're not a coward. No. Oh, you. no, what is this? Can you see us? Where are you? Bobby! You don't believe anymore, Father? No, Hale? no, of course I do. I just have to... You have to touch us to believe us, feel us to believe. Your faith is waning, Father Hugh. Yes. Yes. I saw you tear Jesus off the cross, Father Hugh. No, 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 I... You ripped him from his crucifix. No, 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 that's not true. I didn't, I didn't do that. Then why are you here? To find Christ again, to believe again. He is here, with me. Jesus, Father Bobby, everybody. We're all here, Father Hugh. Where, where are you? Over here, in the water. Come in with us.
7: I the voice into the water.
3: I can't see you. We're here, Father Hugh. Under the water. Come down and see us. Who are you? Don't you know yet, Father Hugh? It's me, Annabelle. Hallowed be thy name. I need you to save me, no, Father I, Hugh. I, I can't. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Save me, Father oh, no, Hugh. As it
9: is in heaven, stop it, please. Save me, Father Hugh. Leave
7: me alone. Save. Oh God, oh God, Heavenly Father, forgive me, Bobby. Oh, Bobby, I'm so sorry. Father, you! No, just... Father, are you, are you awake? It's an emergency. Please open the door, Father, you, please! Not... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Oh God. Jesus, what the hell's going Father on? Father Hugh, please, I have something you need Father to hear. Father Hugh, please. Just, you know, wait, wait, just a second. Father Hugh, he'll, please, this is a very no, serious no. situation. Oh, I'll be Sorry. with you in just a moment.
0: Just hold on, wait, what the hell? What the hell's happened to me?
2: You
7: have to hear this. What? What? What is this? Dr. Marigold handed it to me just now. He said, uh, he said the situation um, was no longer in his hands. What, what, what situation? What are you talking about? Hannibal Sykes' autopsy. That's the tape. You, um, you have to hear this, Father Hugh. Why can't you just tell me what... You have to hear this, Father Hugh. I,
5: I can't. I can't listen to this again. I can't.
7: You might want to sit down, Father Hugh. The events on this tape are rather startling. The date is February 15,
9: 2007. The time is 7.30 in the a.m. This is the autopsy of Annabelle Jean Sykes, age 12... Presiding over the examination are Dr. Eugene Marigold and Assistant Lewis Brown. Lewis, if you would, we are now cutting the dress off the deceased. Can you read the calibration, Lewis? 111. Please note the deceased weighs 111 pounds. Eugene, take a look at this. The deceased hands are broken, right index finger, middle, and thumb are compound left hand, Jesus, uh, the, uh, the left hand has identical compound fractures, fingernails are torn off, she, she struggled, Louis pry the hands open please, the deceased was found early yesterday afternoon and has since been kept in
2: refrigeration at the Bloody Springs Morgue, time of death hypothesized to have been approximately 70 hours
9: ago, Dr. Marigold, her wrist, Oh, my. Um, uh, the victim, um, uh, the deceased has a large gash, a hole through her left wrist between her radius and ulna. Eugene. Oh, my. Her, her right wrist, um, has an identical gash. Lewis, would you get a sample of the blood around her wrists and, uh, Draw the line,
7: please. What, what, what is this? Please, Ziphoid Father, just listen.
9: Thank you, Lewis. The xiphoid line on the trunk is drawn, and we will now begin the incision along the victim's... Uh, the deceased lower trunk.
2: Oh, and, oh, oh Jesus Christ! <coughs> Help me! Help me! Help me! Help Help me! me!
7: What is this? What the hell is this? I don't know. Is this some kind of fucking joke, Father Roche? What is this? This is not a joke, Father Hugh. How long has she been... Three days, Father Hugh. She's been dead for three days.
1: You have been listening to Episode 1 of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Dead Girl. Featuring Tony Isbell as Father Hugh, Jim Palmer as Father Vinci, Jason Hansen as Father Eric, Greg Bowler as Father Roche, Laurie Cook McIntosh as Mary, Kim Justice as the fortune teller, Kyle Hatley as Bradley, Ralph Hatley as Dr. Marigold, Adam Hatley as Dr. Brown, and Jamie Bowler as Annabelle Sykes. Also featuring the voices of Joe Vescovo and Robert Arnold. Music performed by Robert Arnold. Sound effects by Karen Strong and Joe Vescovo. Produced By Andrew Sullivan and Eric Sefton. Written and directed by Kyle Hadley. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a non profit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org.
10: Hey, that's my barbell doll, Tiffy. What are you doing to it? It's not your barbel doll, Sally. Why would I want to play with your regular old sissy barbel? I've got my very own special barbel. Oh wow, she sure does look special. Why is she wearing torn up khaki pants, tall boots, and a ripped flannel shirt? Because my barbel is the all new post-apocalyptic (gasps) barbel. Is she battling the zombie invasion? She sure is. Just look at that lifelike bandolier and the scale replica of a real M1 rifle. Wow. Yeah, and over here's the official post-apocalyptic barbel playset. Just look at these awesome zombie action figures. Touch that one's face. Ew, it feels so real. Ah, his eye popped out. I know. Don't you just love it? It's awesome. I'm going to run home and ask my mommy if I can have the post-apocalyptic barble too. Sally, I heard you got your very own post-apocalyptic Barble doll. Hi, Tiffy! I sure did, and look, here come Barbell's boyfriend, living dead Kenny, and her little sister, zombie, Skipler. Grrr! So awesome, Sally! With our own post-apocalyptic Barble playset, and all these accessories, I know we'll be ready when the last days come. Well, I sure hope they come in our lifetime, Tiffy. Post-apocalyptic Barble comes with zombie hunter wardrobe and
3: weaponry. Post-apocalyptic Barble playset sold separately and comes with three zombie action figures. Living Dead Kenny and Zombie Skipler sold separately. Batteries not included. Now available from Has Been Toys.